the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Any time that you make a priority over the priority of living out of the truth, over the priority of growing in intimacy with him, over the priority of embracing the fullness of all that he created you to be, any time there is a priority that precedes that, you have just stopped growing and maturing in truth. You have embraced the world and set aside what God would have you know about himself. And here's the thing about this book, Hebrews. Hebrews is about teaching the people of God that what Jesus had given them was so much better than what they were embracing. Now that's a lesson we all need to learn, isn't it? He was teaching them that they didn't need a distant God. They didn't need a God that was fragmented in his revelation to them. They didn't need the teaching of other men trying to show them who God was. What they needed was a personal relationship. What they needed was a God who presented a once-for-all sacrifice. What they needed was a high priest. Not just a distant high priest who sat away from them and did all of the works before God in order that they might be accepted. But a high priest that was genuinely in love with them. Who was working out of love in their behalf. Who was an advocate for them. But they didn't see it. Why? Because they were so wrapped up in what seemed normal. To them. So Ananias became aggressive and suddenly just going to the temple became a problem. They couldn't maintain that duality any longer. Things were becoming very difficult for the Jewish Christian. And here's where the rub came and this is what birthed Hebrews. Am I going to go with what feels normal? Am I going to go with the heritage of the past? Am I going to live in that duality any longer? Or am I going to hold to the truth of the Christ who saved me? Am I going to hold to the truth of the Messiah? That's the choice. And this is not an easy one. 
for them to say, I will embrace the Messiah is for them to literally step away from all that they've known. It was for them to literally have to set aside the relationships that they grew up with. The familiarity, the love. It was not anything that was just a flippant decision. It affected every aspect of their living. I worry about a Christianity that doesn't affect every aspect of your living. They were living in duality, so they did not mature. And you know, maturity is simply this. It is us learning to live in the strength and life of Christ. That's how we mature. That's how we expand. You've heard me use the illustration many times, and I I continue to use it because we need to be reminded of it. How many of you knew that God was your provision until you were without How many of you knew that God was merciful until you needed mercy? How many of you knew that God was your protection until you were threatened? How many of you knew that you had a God that would transcend the weakness of the flesh until illness and weakness had overcome your body? How many of you knew that you had a God that would literally provide for you in every moment what you needed to do, where you needed to go, who would be the strength of your life, not just your life? We came into this moment by moment. We mature moment by moment. It is a maturation that spans across eternity because we'll be ever knowing and ever expanding in the truth of our God who is too big to know and is absolutely said about in the in the scriptures that he is unknowable except to the degree that he exposes himself and this is the same God who opens himself up to us through Jesus Christ who brings the revelation of who he is through Jesus Christ we mature now here's the thing these people If they decided to embrace Christ for who he says he is, the Savior, he would have to be a greater Savior than just heaven one day, wouldn't he? He would have to be a Savior that would lift them out of the oppression of the Jewish nation, of the persecution of the religious leaders, of the oppression of Rome. He would have to be a Savior that would be greater than their inability to fend for themselves, to to get things out of the market, to have relationships with the people about them. They had to be greater than their history, greater than their heritage, greater than their culture. They had to be saved. Did they know he was? No, many of them didn't, but they learned he was. They learned he was. And they learned through the hardships and the difficulties that a sovereign God literally put and allowed in their path in order to reveal himself intimately to each and every one of them. He spoke to them. And these Christians were beginning to understand that he has been speaking to humanity. He's been speaking to humanity from the beginning. In 66 AD, Vespasian was sent with his Roman legionnaires to quell the rebellion. In 69 AD, he was declared emperor of the Roman Empire and returned to Rome and left the conclusion of this war against the rebellion, against the Jews, in the hands of his son Titus, who was a great general, And he accomplished the destruction of the Jerusalem temple. 
and the great temple. Now, look at God in this. Here's people that have not yet thrown themselves with abandon upon the Savior. They had not yet grown in the truth of who he is. They had relied upon the rituals. They had relied upon the the sense of unity and family in the temple. They had relied upon the market of the Jews. They had relied upon the favor of the Jewish leadership. They had relied upon all of these things that were part of their culture. And in this short while... Ananias thinks he's really going to fix them by kicking them out of the temple. But what's going on here? Isn't God preparing them for the destruction of the temple? Isn't God teaching them how to rely upon the inner temple? How to look to him? Isn't God putting the training wheels on and pushing them forward in truth? I think so. This book is preeminently about Jesus. If you allow it, it will shift your focus to Jesus. It calls us to consider Jesus, to cease from our self-effort and trust. It has been referred to as the fifth gospel. Four of the gospels describe his ministry, Christ's ministry on the earth, and Hebrews describes his ministry in heaven. You will see the word better up to 13 times, depending upon your translation. And I would encourage you to underline that word. Other words you will become familiar with will be mediator and high priest. The book of Hebrews was to call Christians to maturity. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. To call Christians to maturity and to keep Christians from drifting into apostasy. As I said earlier, we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. So if you will stand with me while we read verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God, having spoken to the fathers long ago in the voices and writings of the prophet in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth, And in many ways has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of the one who is by his character and nature the son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through whom he created the universe that is the universe as space, time, matter, continuum. You may be seated. Now, verse 1 begins with the voice of God. God spoke as he did in creation, and he spoke to man. Now, the thing is that God is revealing himself to the people he wants to know him intimately. He's on a path. He has set it up for the fullness of time when he would reveal the fullness of the revelation. And the fullness of the revelation is Jesus. And we'll talk about what that means to us, that Jesus was revealed. He has been speaking to humanity since its creation. We were created to know his voice. We recognize his voice in whatever medium or form his word is spoken. I remember when our children were infants, I was compelled to work in the nursery And it was interesting to observe the effect that a mother's voice would have upon the infant. It was always one or two or three or more. 
infants crying in the nursery, right? So it was rarely, rarely quiet. But a mother could walk up and say, I'm here to get my baby or feed my baby. In those few words, above the din of a crying humanity, that child could hear its mother's voice, would turn its head. If it was old enough, would lift its head. It would quiet to hear the mother. I thought that was an interesting illustration because God doesn't just speak to, to someone who has ears. He speaks to people who were created to hear. We were created to hear him. Above the din of crying humanity, he spake and is heard. Like the voice of a mother in the infant's ear, the voice that calmed the stormy sea will speak to the troubled soul. God made us to know him. God spoke in various ways in different times to different men. In the Old Testament, through the prophet, the word of God came to them. But they did not possess the word. They did not know the height and the depth of the revelation. They only had their circumstances for context. They did not have the person of the word. They did not have the spirit of the word. They only knew fragments of truth, not the person of truth. And you know what? I think it's wonderful that God speaks to me. But I don't need him to speak a word about my circumstances. I don't need a God who will speak a word about my circumstances. I don't need a God who will speak a word to my need for comfort. I don't need a God to speak a word to my need for healing. I don't need a God who will speak a word to whatever I'm concerned with in the moment. I need a God who in the fullness of his revelation steps in and he is my healing, and he is my comfort, and he is my love, and he is my life, and he is there in the person of Christ, and he is immovable, and his will is sovereign, and he will work according to his good pleasure in all the things of my life. I need that God, don't you? I don't want a segmented, fragmented word. God spoke in various ways. So often we lose the heart of this, looking for God to reveal a circumstance, to reveal a way of deliverance, to speak a word of wisdom. This is the condition of the prophets who only saw a portion of the truth. We have the person of Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. In this revelation of Christ, what do you need to know? What do you need to see? What do you need? Do you want to return to the portions or do you want to live in the fullness of the Son? That's the question for you. So many times I have been struggling with a situation and circumstance. So many times I've been fighting within, in my soul, with things that were coming against me and vexing me. And I cry out to the Lord and I say, Lord, could you just show me what you're doing here? Could you just give me some inclination of what I need to do here? Could you please just open uh, my eyes and, and speak wisdom to me in the circumstances? Well, I want to tell you something. I don't need those things. I need to, by faith, know that I have a God who loves me more than I love myself. 
I have a God who's already gone before me. I have a God who not in that moment worked all things together for good, but before the formation of the world, before the foundations of creation, he shaped and molded every instant of my life for the greater revelation of him. That is what I need to understand. That is what I need to embrace. I need to get on my knees and say, I have a God. My God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the omnipotent Lord, he is in this circumstance. I do not walk alone. I walk in truth. I walk in faith. I walk in the power of God. I will not be diminished. Because though they may take my life in this body, they may not take the life that Jesus gave me. I am eternal. And I will not live as a temporal being. I will live as an eternal being. And that is a life of faith. That's a life of recognition. A life of walking into each circumstance, no matter how bad, knowing that he is sovereign and he is love. And I am walking with him now. I'm not waiting for the great someday when Jesus takes me home. I am home with him now. The Son, Christ Jesus the Lord, he divides history. Up until he came, everything pointed towards him. And after he came, everything points back to him. And as the beginning and the origin of all that we know of God, he is preeminent in our history, in our understanding. In the fullness of time, God connected all these many portions. God brought the fullness of all these revelations. And what a condescension that the eternal God would allow himself to be restricted to time and space. And that in that exact moment when man needed him most, when man was ready to receive his revelation, he brought forth truth, the way, the truth, and the life. At the exact time, at the exact place. It is a miraculous, supernatural life that we live that nothing touches us in the wrong place at the wrong time. But in every moment, everything that we need is with us. The strength that you need for the next moment is waiting for you to presume upon it. It is with you. It is Christ. Christ is the fullness of time. Christ is the fullness of revelation. Christ is the fullness of truth. Christ is the fullness of every dispensation, of every characteristic, of every obedience, of every revelation, of everything that we know based upon the Word of God. And you know, when you learn the things of God through the experiences of life, you've learned from the personal touch of Jesus. Verse 2, God has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of the one who is by his character and nature his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through whom also he created the universe. That is the universe as a space-time continuum. God no longer wants us to live on portions. He doesn't want us to live on portions from a few men at varying times. 
He has spoken and he is speaking. There's a change from the fragmentary, from the incomplete word given to us through sinful men. We no longer need to seek revelation of times or circumstances. God has given us the fullness of his revelation to man through his son. Because God is speaking through the person, capital P, I am no longer seeking to know what God may do. I'm living in the activity of his life. I'm no longer seeking to know about his love. I'm living in his love and by his love. Because the Son is my life, God is speaking through my life. I am not just knowing and coming to know the Word of God. I am living in and by and through the Word of God. Jesus is the character and the nature of our Father. And because we are in Christ, we don't need to imitate that. I can express this character naturally. It's not imposed on me by the law to express out. It is expressed out of my very being. Everything that Christ has commanded me to do. And the enemy is constantly working against me. He's saying, Todd, how will you do that? How will you stand in this place? How will you speak in this place? How will you deliver this message? How will you reach the hearts of people? How will you do this? How will you do that? And I can say to them, I am standing in the will of God. It is by that life, by that presence, by that power, by that strength, by his will, those things are already accomplished and will be accomplished in me. I am no longer intimidated by the how-tos. I'm no longer intimidated by what I can't do because it's not about what I can or can't do. I have stumbled more over what I could do than I have over what I can't do. I have been knowing the revelation of Christ through the can'ts very clearly. How about you? Glory to God for my weakness. Glory to God for the can'ts. Glory to God for every moment I have turned to him and said, I can't do it. And you know what he says to me? Not that, oh, well, Todd, just just yield and I'll come down and I'll do it through you. No, that sounds good. That's God using you. We all like that idea. But that's not how you were created. He who has the spirit of God is One spirit with him. Jesus, when he walked upon the earth, recognized that it was the Father's action through him. But he did not say, I'm just being used by the Father. You have been made, uniquely created, to be the full expression of the Son of God as the Son of God empowers you to be the Word become flesh. Not to be used, but to be the activity of God. Jesus was the activity of God when he spoke the heavens in place. Jesus was the activity of God when he commanded the leper to be healed and clean. Jesus was the activity of God in everything that he accomplished and much more. Jesus was literally the activity of God in his journey to the cross. Am I saying that you're God? Absolutely not. Don't let the enemy confuse you. What I'm saying to you is that you're not living for a visitation of God to do something through you. You're living in the life of God. 
the branch is not waiting for the vine to bring its life to it. It's living in the life of the vine. The branch is not being used by the vine. The branch is part of the vine, isn't it? I am the vine, and I'm going to use you branches. Is that what it says? No. It says, I'll put life in you. We have been made to express that life in union with him. John 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. This is Jesus, who was the expression of the Father's will for creation. This is Jesus, who was the Father's voice being heard in the Christian creation. Colossians 1.17 And he himself existed and is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe. And you thought you were holding your circumstances together. And you thought it was by your effort that things were working out. He's holding creation together. And that includes your body. But what he has put into you is eternal. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, Visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.